Welcome back to another episode of Dream Attraction Podcast. And we have some exciting news for you guys. So we've been posting on social media about it. I know you've been seeing it if you've been seeing our stories, but we did just launch our Dream Attraction store through Zazzle. So, so exciting. I literally love our products. You know, I'm very excited for this new adventure and these new products and everything with our store and our merch. We took a lot of time to design the merchandise. So we're really excited for it to be out there. And we wanted it to be like things that we actually use and things that we actually do in like, we try and incorporate them to like everyday life, but you know, things get busy, but you know, journals and you know, the positive affirmations, sticky notes and stuff like that. And like, just everything that you can do to like journal and for self-care, you know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, like literally we were putting this store together and instead of doing like, you know, a bunch of shirts and like sweatshirts and hats and stuff, we were like, let's actually do products that like we would, we would want and mm-hmm. things that we incorporate into like our daily routines, things that we use every single day, but like make it our own. And that's kind of what we did because you guys know, like if you're an OG, which I know some of you are, you know that Eric and I love, love, love coffee. Mm-hmm. And we, we know we made a Dream Attraction mug. Like I am so excited to get that. And just incorporate it into my morning routine because I have coffee. I make coffee at home every single morning. Like, well, if I'm not like working, I'll make it at home and make it in a mug. But if not, I take it to go. Um, but I always make my coffee every single morning. And I would I'm just so excited to be able to get that mug and be able to use it for like when we're recording the podcast. I mean, we just like things like that and then um we also did design like a daily planner um which I have been incorporating into my daily routine and like writing out my goals and you know things I want to accomplish and you know just things ahead and so that's something I like we were able to custom design and it's something I'm excited to get and use every single day Well, Um, if you guys have followed us for a while, you know that we tried to launch some merch like January of 2021. So like we jumped the (laughs) gun a bit. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. It backfired (laughs) a little bit. We designed like three shirts. It People really wanted them. It was such great support from everybody. But it was just like we were losing money by selling the shirts because we we didn't want to charge them full price because that was a lot and we weren't making profit off of it and we ended up paying some out of pocket for people to buy the shirts anyways so now they've have this thing on zazzle where you can create your own store and you can purchase stuff from our store directly and then we get five percent of the profit so whatever the total is minus the tax we get five percent of that which isn't a lot but it's exciting that we don't have to do everything like it. We're not going through like third party anymore. You can buy directly right. through our store on Zazzle, our dream attraction collection. 
And it's just really fun. I, I love this. We love designing merch and we love designing stuff. We would love any feedback that you guys have about our products or what we should incorporate next. Cause this is only our first collection, you know, somewhere down the line, we'll release another collection with some more items to update our store. But this is just our kind of like launch, putting it out there and we're excited to buy the merch and we're excited to use it. I know the dream journal I'm really excited to get because it's just like a open space. You can just open it up and just write or draw whatever you want, whatever you're like dreaming about or whatever you're manifesting, whatever energy wants to come into your life. This is going to be a great tool to use for that. So yeah, we've been working hard on this. This is, you know, we've been working on this, I think for about two months now Mm -hmm. because we were like, we don't want to like, you know, do it too soon. It's a great idea, but let it kind of like, fester a little bit let us think about it and like thank god we waited because some of the early stuff that um we had designed i know we went back and edited it a little bit and i like it so much better now that we waited a little bit instead of just being like too excited and being like let's drop it right now and then it not being our best work like our products that we have on our shop i genuinely really really like all of them like all of them are super nice and i would buy literally all of our products yeah, and I literally, like, I am I might be the opposite in that aspect. I almost kind of was like, I need to go back and I need to keep fits. I need to keep editing it. I need to keep mm-hmm. fixing it. I, keep, I need to keep making improvements because I just wanted it to look, I just wanted it to be perfect. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's never going to be perfect, but it's like, I, I really put a lot of, like, love into some of the things in there. And so I'm like, I just I there's so many things that are coming in the future there may be some holiday things mm-hmm. you know maybe 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 we don't know yet but um yeah I think they're just gonna we're just gonna keep kind of bringing things to the store as time goes on because mm-hmm. I feel like we're just endless possibilities of creating things and exactly and that's why we love doing it so yeah I think there's definitely going to be a lot more to come so hopefully you guys will you know take a look at it hopefully you're loving it let us know what your favorite thing on the store is yes and you know we're gonna we're also doing you know whoever wins our guest of the year is going to get a little bundle of our merch as well and a little basket. Yes, that's so exciting part. Like that's why there's always kind of like a rhyme or reason to why we do things. And we're like, you know, in the past for special guests of the year, we've just sent them over like a gift card. But now this is more meaningful. Like this is from Dream Attraction Podcast. And here is like a little box of merch that we want you to have, you know, I think that's just like a better way of doing things. I feel like it's more, it's, it fits the brand for us. And so we're really excited about that too, about like doing our special guests. So, you know, I can't even believe this. We're almost at the end of the year. So stay tuned for that. Help us vote and pick out special guests of the year in the next month or so. We'll be doing that. So yeah, really excited for the shop. Like Delaney was saying, please give us all the feedback and we love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. But today we want to talk about something other than our merch. We want to discuss face-off. Now we don't have a face-off to break down this week or anything, but we want to talk about face-off because this is one of 
our favorite segments to do because as you guys know, if you've been following us from the beginning, we haven't talked about it much with Dream Attraction, but we love character development. We love storylines. We love all of that stuff. And when we do face off, it kind of gives us an excuse to kind of like dive into that stuff, stuff that we're very, very, very passionate about, you know? And so you guys know, I love wrestling. And that's one of the reasons why I love wrestling because of all the characters and all this kind of stuff, everything that goes into the storylines, movies, TV shows, all of that stuff. So a face-off tournament that we're doing in a few weeks, so stay tuned, is for best supporting character. Now we did best main character a couple of weeks ago, and now we need to do supporting character. And this is one of my passions, and I feel like Lainey's too, because I love a good supporting character. Because yes. without a good supporting cast, the main character cannot be bumped to the main character you know, dynamic. There needs to be that sort of, there needs to be a good supporting character to have a good main character. So we have 16 characters that we just, you know, carefully picked out and selected after doing some research and everything that we have in this next face-off. And we kind of want to talk about them. We want to talk about, do like a little face-off preview, if you will, because I think this is one of the things we're like, with face off, there's so much to talk about in like 40 minutes that we can never get to everything. So I feel like we want to just dive into why we put in these characters. And then when we do do the face off tournament, talk about kind of like if we agree and have more of a debate about the face off tournament of like, no, 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 no. They should have went farther. They should have been out first. People love that kind of stuff. Give more of opinions. I feel like Lainey and I, sometimes we can be a little we like to play devil's advocate like oh like they're a great character like no they deserved this we never want to be too like harsh when talking about characters like who cares you know like we need to give more of our opinions like no way they should not have made it to the semifinals y'all know about the holiday date situation we always bring it up <laughs> and so i think we need to we're going to incorporate more of that stuff especially for this character stuff we have such passion about this and this is why we want to be in the entertainment industry and you know maybe even like casting directors one day fingers crossed so let's talk about the first character so we have some harry potter characters in here we have a multitude of people from the potter verse some kind of kind of group them together and then we can kind of talk about them so we have hagrid we have snape we have queenie and we have luna so each of those characters in their respective movies plays a very crucial and important role to the success of the main character. I mean, let's start with Hagrid. Without Hagrid, there pretty much is no Harry Potter. Yeah. You no, know, it's like almost like the way I like to think of it is if one of these characters was erased from the movie, how would it affect the storyline? How would it affect the main character? Well, Harry might have never made it to Hogwarts. Because Hagrid is the one that brought him to Hogwarts. Hagrid is the one that kind of told him everything and helped him in the first movie and throughout the entire series. I just watched Chamber yeah. of Secrets yesterday and Harry would have never knew anything about the Chamber of Secrets if it wasn't for Hagrid giving him the information that he did and him going to the Dark Forest to talk to Aragog, the big spider. I hate that scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like 
Hagrid is such an important supporting character. And there were certain articles when I was doing my research for this face off that I was looking at of like best supporting characters and why. And I was reading and I think Hagrid was one of them. And I was reading about him and I was like, yeah. And Hagrid is, and like, and Hagrid is just so special to Harry too. Like Mm -hmm. he, he really like looks at Hagrid like a safe space. Um, He looks at him like I almost feel like as a fog, a uh, father figure in a way. Like he is like more so like a like a teacher, and he just like kind of looks up to him. But he's a little more like connected to him than a teacher. Yes, he's he's, he's more like family, and he just loves Hagrid so much. Like they're like you can just completely see the love that he has for Hagrid and you know vice versa like it's just super strong and I feel like it brain it like brings out the humanity in Harry and makes him a little more softer too um so I feel like without Hagrid he wouldn't have had a lot of those um like just those heartfelt moments intimate moments yeah intimate heartfelt moments like you know I think it's the ending of the first of the first movie, The Sorcerer's Stone, when they're all leaving go- from school because you know the school year's over, and he gets on the train and he waves to Hagrid, and Hagrid's watching the train go away, like that. It's emotional. Ending, I'm like the ending of that first movie, like it always kind of hits you in the feels, and I'm never like I'm a one one time like prior, like if I see it once. And I cry and I watch it again. I won't cry again just because I kind of know it's coming. So I already like prepared. But that scene has gotten me more than once. I don't know why. It's like nothing has to be said for it to be emotional. And it's Mm -hmm. like if you don't if you didn't have Hagrid, I feel like you wouldn't have gotten that emotional connection that I feel like has hit everybody that has watched the series like there's just their connection is just too special and has made like a lot of big moments in the you know in the whole series and then like when he thinks in the last one when he thinks harry is dead he's like that emotion like that scene made me emotional where like hagrid like sees harry dead and he's like oh Mm -hmm. my gosh so that is Hagrid. So now switching gears to snape oh my gosh snape is such (laughs) a whirlwind of a character because you're like is he a villain? Is he aligned with Voldemort? Like, ends up at the final movie, you see all of these plots and everything that he's been plotting since the beginning of the series. And it's just like, oh my gosh, Snape plays a pivotal role in not only Harry, but also Voldemort, who are the two main characters of the Harry Potter series. Because Snape is the one that kills Dumbledore. And he Mm -hmm. earns Voldemort's trust. That's why Voldemort and, you know, the Death Eaters were able to take over Hogwarts. It was because of Snape. And then for Harry, Snape has kind of infiltrated Voldemort's forces, posing as a bad guy when he's really trying to, like, you know, sucker them in sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, like, such an emotional, like, roller coaster with Snape because you're like, wait, hold up. What? Right. And this might be a really weird comparison, but I feel like if you like if you understand, you might get it. But I feel like Snape is the palpatine of the Harry Potter series, but in a non-villainous way. 
Mm-hmm. He's pulling the strings on yeah. both sides. He's on both sides. He's almost like super like undercover in a way. Yeah. Because he he you know you think that he hates Harry and you know Hermione and Ron. You think he just like can't stand them. He just doesn't even look like he would like to work with kids. You know, mm-hmm. and he's a professor working at you know this wizarding school, and so it's just like why is what like why is he even there you know what i mean you're like wondering and throughout the series you just think that he's out to get harry you think that he is like slither in this book and he just like doesn't like him and whatnot and then you you know you get to that character development and you find out way 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 later on like almost the last few movies like what he like what his intentions have been the entire time and you would have never get you would have never guessed that he was trying to protect harry the entire time Mm -hmm. you would have never known you like he really thought that he was just trying to kill him because he knew that he was working for Voldemort, but he was like but also dumbledore trusts him so much and he didn't, he just like I feel like could never understand why. Mm-hmm. And him being in love with Harry's mom, which is why he protected him so much. There was just so much unraveling. And yeah, when I remember when that when those movies came out, when that was revealed, everyone like anyone who didn't read the books, like me, I only read like the first three, and I know people will probably like come for me for that, but you know, it's just like I'm not a I'm not like a reader. I'm sorry, but I just like I when the books are too big like that, it's just I don't know. It's maybe too I'll, much. I I'm can't like maybe, read that. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll audiobook it or something. But yeah. um if you hadn't read the you know the books and you only watched the movies and you saw that, you like everyone and their mother was totally thrown for a loop. No one yeah. expected that. No one even had that in the vicinity of their brains mm-hmm. there was like even when I was watching it like because I was doing the Harry Potter like just doing like a marathon earlier um probably like the beginning of September um my girlfriend she hadn't seen them in so long and there was some I think she like never really had watched all the way through so she was like almost watching them all for the first time and she kept asking me why is Snape bad? Why is he doing that? Why is he bad? And when things were revealed that like what he was doing, she was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. She was like, like, you know, it's the shock factor of like, oh my God, he's not bad. You really know exactly like and and it's all ties it in together. And like, so Snape is such a great supporting character. Another one I want to talk about mm-hmm. is, and this one is very, very interesting, I want to say. So Queenie Goldstein doesn't necessarily support Newt Scamander directly. She supports Jacob, who supports Newt Scamander. You know what I'm saying? So she's yeah. kind of like a secondary supporting character. Because without Queenie, there's no Jacob. Because the reason why Jacob keeps coming back is because he's in love with Queenie, yeah, he's friends with Newt, but he wouldn't have such a strong connection to the wizarding world if it wasn't for Queenie. And I just, I love her character development through, especially in the second Fantastic Beast. Like just her development, 
I was like, oh my gosh, I was so drawn to her because she just has this innocent vibe to her. But then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. like she has this dark, you know, this darkness inside of her because she's hurt and like hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was just relating to her character so much. So I feel like she's a great supporting character because of she's a secondary supporting character. And I I love that it kind of gives a like a, a different sort of approach to it. Yeah. And, you know, that series, I feel like, like most people or just myself, maybe I have such a like a love hate relationship with it. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the first one wasn't really there. The second one was spectacular. It was amazing. I love the second one. The third one was like, okay, it was kind of just like mid for me. Yeah, it was mid. But I feel like, yes, Queenie really contributed a lot to the story and I feel Mm -hmm. like she really made like an impact as a character who wasn't a main character and Mm -hmm. I feel like like characters that are in the main cast I would say Queenie was one of those or yeah Queenie was one of those people I this might not be the correct way to look at it but I feel like I consider them all supporting characters yeah like the person that's the main character is new 100 percent, and new. maybe grindle maybe grindelwald too grindelwald's like the main villain yeah yeah so like those are the main characters for me and everybody that is in association with those characters to me are supportive characters yeah so because they're they're in the main cast they're not like they, you know they're not like extras in the background at like you know the farmer's market you know what I mean they have they have like literal lines they have a concert like a literally contribute to the main character and the story and where Mm -hmm. it goes based on their actions and the things that they say so I do like Queenie I really loved her character in those movies so I I agree she she had a crazy character development yes Um, like it was it was like literally kind of crazy but also kind of sad really sad and that's the thing is that when a character can give you some emotion that's when you know that they're a strong character because they're making you feel something so i don't want to jump around too much but i know i want to get to some characters more than others a little bit i want to jump to padme from star wars because this is one of those characters where you're like oh my god she like the girl (laughs) our girl i love her she's the definition of a strong supporting character without padme there is no darth vader god what would have happened to anakin skywalker you know what i'm saying if you eliminate padme from the situation there literally is no luke or leia you know what i'm saying so it like star wars is founded because of padme and i feel like she doesn't get enough respect in that sense especially in the newer movies she's not mentioned literally at all you know there's no sort of and even in the little series the spinoffs i haven't heard anything about padme and it's one of those things where i'm like she's so underrated but she's so important because i just yeah go ahead i just can i just say Mm -hmm. like off of everything you just said like it seemed like they're they are like kind of making a lot of new shows or like movies of like the roles from like the prequels and so you know Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor have been back and reprised their roles Mm -hmm. girl if 
fucking Natalie Portman reprises her role as Padme, I think I would absolutely pass away. I know. I was thinking about that, but I don't know how they would do it, though. I don't know how they would either, unless they go back in time. Like, literally, if they go aging. That, well, I mean, here's the thing. I think what they could do is do more of her like they could do more of her past because they're I can't remember the name of the book mm-hmm. but there is a book about her like her handmaidens like mm-hmm. so the people you know how like it's notorious in those movies of like her it's actually Kara Knightley um who yeah to be her like her handmaidens literally pretend to be her but it's based off of her security and her protection because um people are just like kind of out to get her because she's in politics and stuff and so she has like um the she has like literally say in the decision making and their democracy so people are just like kind of out to get her all the time and so for her protection they pretend to be her and like dress up in her like big outfits and stuff that she wears and she wears like crap ton of makeup on her face to where it's almost like face paint um so you really just can't tell the difference and so there's a book on this um and i would really i'd be so interested if they made like a tv show or like a film out of it and they and they could totally like reprise her role and i I don't don't know though because she's so much older now like it would look weird because she would be like at that point, she was like in her like early twenties, and Natalie Portman like is you know that she filmed that movie like had to be like twenty years ago now or okay, close but to like, it. She, you well, know? she was like eighteen, literally. Yeah, so they'd have to she... use de aging technology. But I would, I agree with you. I'd love to see Padme brought back in they'll, some they'll aspects. They'll think of a way. They'll think of a way. I pro- I'd like they they need to figure it out. But I I don't know if like she would be willing to do that. I hope she would. Yeah, as long as the story is good. Um, but I literally would freak the f out. Um, I know. I just love, I just love Natalie. Portman. Or we could just do a multiverse. Everyone else has a multiverse now. So in the multiverse of Star right. Wars, Padme lived. You know. So I agree. I think Padme is such a strong supporting character. Another one I want to dive into is Rachel Dawes. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I love this character so much, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Now in the first Batman. Batman Begins, um, the actress that played her, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm sorry. The actress was not great. I did not like Rachel in the first one. I was like, you're I'm like, literally if I, no. If I'm, I'm like, if I'm honest, I don't even know who that is. Who is don't, I don't even remember who, oh, you don't know who Rachel? played her in the oh, first one. Oh, it was, um. oh, God, I know her name, but I don't I don't remember her name. Um, But yeah, she was not, Let's just say she all wasn't remember, a strong character in the first one. All I remember is Maggie Dawes. So, I mean... Ma- I yeah, feel like that says enough right there because so, the fact that I can't remember who the original Rachel was, I feel like says a lot. Yeah, and so she was just such a strong character in the second one. Like uh, I loved her so much. Like she was not afraid. And then her death scene was so impactful and so powerful. It made you feel something. You're like, oh my gosh, no! Like, don't kill off Rachel. Don't kill off Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you watch her die. And you're like, what? No, like, how could she die? But she's a big, plays a big role in why Batman 
is kind of like, oh, hell no. You know, because that was his main love interest. Like he loved Rachel, but mm-hmm. he couldn't be together with her because of he had a duty to the city and to be Batman. And she told him, she's like, when there's a time to retire, like you kind of like, let me know, you know? And so, but also she's a different kind of supporting character because if she lived, then he might've retired as Batman and turned himself in to the Joker, you know? Mm -hmm. But since she died, there was no hope of being with Rachel anymore. So it almost needed to happen to, you know, push the storyline forward so this is a kind of different sort of take on a supporting character because rachel was so strong and she was there for bruce you know she knew about him and knew about everything and you know she was with harvey dent who became two-face and that also rachel's death drove him over the edge and i would say two-face is one of the main characters of that movie because of he was one of the villains along with the joker well, it's so, funny. It's funny because I haven't seen that movie in a while. But that scene with like I literally remember like her like how she dies because that movie like that scene was just so impactful. It yeah. created so much emotion knowing yes. what the relationship with that she had with Bruce slash Batman and then the relationship she had with Two-Face both had a both had like a contributed to her death and it was mm. just so like like tragic very because tragic of, because they neither one of them could save her yeah um, so it was just like if that didn't happen i don't i feel like batman wouldn't have had more momentum in you know killing you know who the villain was um mm-hmm. same thing with harvey dent like him being turning into this villain being two-faced that's just what set him over the edge and turned him you know even more evil than he already was because yeah. he, it, he was in love with her too so it was exactly. like these two men who were in love with this girl they she died and they in it affected them in different ways mm-hmm. and so it was just such a strong scene and super emotional so i i definitely agree with you she had a very important character in that movie yeah and another one i want to dive into is one of my favorite movies from last year was um black panther wakanda forever mm, and yeah. Um, the queen in that, I think her name is R- Ramonda, Ramonda. I don't know how to pronounce her name, so I'm sorry. But oh my gosh, was her character such a strong character. Like actually, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but I think that the actress that played her, Angela Bassett, I think she won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for the role, or she was nominated. She, I think she won something for this role because we saw it in theaters and we were both like, she is badass like Mm -hmm. we love her and it was her support for her daughter you know she lost her son her son who was you know black panther the protector of wakanda passed away tragically and she had to be strong and still be the queen and support her daughter you know and then ultimately she ended up dying but she was protecting that scientist who wasn't you know, they welcomed into Wakanda and were protecting from 
those C people, you know what I'm saying? So just her strength as being a queen and supporting all of these people, because the storyline wasn't really centered around her. She was supporting all of the people that were more of main characters than she was, you know, and she was ultimately protecting Wakanda, you know? So I just was like, oh my gosh, her like portrayal of this character was just so impactful and i think she was just an amazing supporting character well yeah and you know what's also crazy about those movies is that like obviously you know we had the death of chadwick so he Mm -hmm. he is pretty much why they made that storyline for the second one i'm gonna assume i don't think black panther had any like written and like deaths or anything like that so i think they had to really alter the storyline mm-hmm. um but it worked out so well because can i just say the sister i can't even i don't remember what her name was <laughs> me either i don't remember i don't remember what her name was in the story but she was a supportive character in the first one yes. and then going into the second one she was the main character everyone so had a step up well, you know? step up and gosh, I mean, she was the supportive character, but going into the second movie became the main character. She was so good as the yeah. main character. Like, it just, and it's almost, that's character development. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, this is, I am a supportive character in this one, but going into the main character, she had a lot more responsibilities things that she was trying to figure out like for like herself and there was character development even in that from the beginning of the movie to the end so 100 and and i yeah. just really loved her her character i think there is just so many different um dimensions to it and it it just really surpassed my expectations. And a lot of the reason why she was so strong is because of the queen and because of the influence the queen had on her, having her mm-hmm. a strong mother, woman, role model, you know, that she saw how she handled business. And she was like, I want to be, you know, brave like my brother, but strong like my mother. You know what I'm saying? And her losing yeah. those two people really affected her and made for that strong character development. So that's, I needed to put, we needed to put Ramonda in, or Rwanda, Ramonda, I don't know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> we need to put her in because she is so amazing. Uh, let's dive into Dory. Now, this might be the most, I don't want to say controversial, but maybe people would argue that Dory is a main character, but we kind of, you know, diffuse that situation off the podcast. So we'll do it again here for you guys because Dory was such a strong supporting character that she became a main character and had a movie about mm-hmm. her. But initially, when Finding Nemo came out, Dory was there to help Marlin find Nemo, who I would Nemo is definitely the main character. I would even say that Marlin is a main character because it was the story centered around a father trying to find his lost son. That was what the story was all about. So Dory was there for comedic relief and she was there to assist, even though her memory is bad. She was there to keep Marlon company (laughs) and keep him going on his journey to find his son. So she was supporting Marlon and she was so strong that she became a main character. And that's something that I think, I don't think none of the other characters on there, I feel like, 
had that sort of impact where they became main characters due to their amazing role you know what i'm saying right and i think the idea with dory was for comedic relief that's why that character like that's why that character was essentially feel like created was for Mm -hmm. the comedic relief because you know marlon was just so like stressed out and worried it's like a sick father like a father like sick to his stomach because he can't find his son you know it's Mm -hmm. a sick like it's a parent that's like their stomach just is dropped because they can't find their their child and so i feel like dory is there for you know you know the lightheartedness of the whole thing like that's why that character was made but also it is so important that it was she was more than that because you know if she wasn't with him he probably would have never found nemo exactly exactly if she was erased from that movie there would be no he would have never found his son you know what i'm saying so that's what makes a good supporting character another one i want to dive into now i know lane doesn't know about this character so i'll make this one quick but (laughs) jade from mortal kombat i know i've been saying i've been really into mortal kombat recently guys she's a great supporting character because she helped kitana who is one of the main characters princess of outworld make the switch to become a good guy or make the switch to become like on the side the right side you know and i feel Mm -hmm. like her influence and her being best friends with kitana and sort of realizing like they're on the wrong side we need to switch and her being influenced and helping her make the switch and doing it herself as well. I feel like I just love Jade's character development and everything in the Mortal Kombat series. And I feel like she doesn't get enough love. So I was like, I got to throw her in there because she's just such a great supporting character to Katana and being her best friend. So let's dive into, okay, this is an interesting one. So we're going to talk about Oda Mae Brown from Ghost, which this is yes. so, oh my gosh. I absolutely love this character. I love this movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but she is also another great supporting character because she is the connection between, I can't remember their names, but the dead boyfriend slash husband and the alive we'll girlfriend slash wife. So we'll just say Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Oh my gosh, I can't remember yeah. her name exactly. So see, I don't Pat- remember their characters' names, but I remember. Yeah. I know like you know the actors. The actors. So she is that connection between the living and the dead, and she is such comedic relief. Like she adds mm-hmm. so much to that movie of just like Whoopi Goldberg is so amazing, and it's an old movie. So to, the fact that we're talking about it in 2023 and like still discussing the impact that she has as a supporting character means a lot you know i just i absolutely love her in that movie and just her being that connection between them just makes for some really great intimate moments you know when patrick swayze kind of like possesses her in a way and and Mm -hmm. demi moore is dancing with him his spirit but his spirit is in whoopi goldberg who is this like psychic medium sort of thing Mm -hmm. um it was just so it was just so amazing that she could be that link between them you know and i was just like oh my gosh i love that we kind of incorporated her into this because maybe an overlooked supporting character you know it's definitely overlooked because 
obviously we can go off of the fact that she is a medium so she was able to like kind of communicate through like talking to Patrick Swayze as he's dead mm -hmm. and talk and so he's trying to communicate with Demi Moore who's his you know part like basically was like his partner I don't know if they were married I can't remember if they were like married or not but they were together and then he died but he got murdered but a lot of people didn't really know that and so you know Demi Moore was still like in danger because of the people that killed him and so he was trying to warn her and he ended up you know that's where Oda Mae Brown or whatever her name is Oda Mae is yeah Oda Mae Brown yeah okay I didn't know if I got her name right um but that's where she comes in because she was able to communicate with him and she was and he was like you need to find you need to find my girlfriend you need to find yes. her because mm -hmm. she's in danger and she was just kind of like she's like what the fuck's happening right now she's like <laughs> literally like any normal person just kind of like freaked out she was like no like leave me alone mm -hmm. and he was like kept bothering her and she's like fine i'll find your girlfriend and she knew she sounded crazy but basically if you erased her from that whole storyline, um, mm -hmm. probably she Demi Moore probably would have got murdered as well. She would have been murdered, exactly. Yes, know? and that's the impact that she had on the movie as a whole. Now, kind of trying to wrap it up a little bit. I know we didn't get a chance to get to every character, but we'll dive into this in like a few weeks after the face-off as well to discuss the results. The kind of last one I wanted to talk about is the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Now, I really love the Alice in Wonderland live action movies. I think they're really, really good. Johnny Depp portrays this character really well. And just him helping Alice so much when she has no idea what is going on. She doesn't remember being in Wonderland before. She doesn't remember anything about it. And Mad Hatter is kind of like trying to help jog her memory of like, no, you've been here before. Like, let me help you. You need to save wonderland like you're the one you're our savior you are the alice you know mm -hmm. and you just feel like him helping her and everything and just his like over the top character makes him really memorable that's the thing is that when supporting characters are like they stand out it makes you think that they're like a stronger character because you're like oh like i remember this character because of this like probably due to johnny depp's amazing acting but, yeah. you know, just the way that he was portrayed and the way that he helped Alice and he was even willing to sacrifice himself to save her. You know, if you eliminated the Mad Hatter from this movie, like Alice would have never she would have never made it. She would have probably been yeah. found out by the Red Queen and she would have probably been executed. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm -hmm. just the fact that the Mad Hatter was willing to stand up for Alice and to fight for her so that she could be the one to slay the Jabberwocky is just i feel like the pulls the storyline all together and is the reason why like that movie was so successful part of it was due to like we want to see johnny depp's rendition of the mad hatter you know mm -hmm. yeah because i have never seen the the uh animated one for alice in wonderland so this oh, was kind of my no i i the first only ones i've seen is the live action ones oh, okay so yeah, I mean, the animated one, it's 
it's good but it definitely like you definitely know that someone was on a little something making that that's what i um, think i tried watching it once during the pandemic and i was like um i don't really know if i can get through this and i turned it off <laughs> it was yeah, a weird I, and so i don't know well i haven't i am be honest i have not seen the live action ones oh. in a long like i haven't oh. seen them in a long time and i don't know if i've seen them all the way through either yeah um, i like i definitely like have seen bits and pieces but like it's just been so long to where i'm like i don't even know if i've watched the whole movie through mm -hmm. yeah um, I, I know that like my first uh my freshman year of high school our um homecoming was based on alice in wonderland because that was the year that the movie came out so that's okay. why i feel like that is really is a weird theme for homecoming i'm not gonna lie but I was like, okay, cool. Like, and so I've seen that movie a lot. I really love that movie. Part of the reason, like I was saying, was due to Mad Hatter and like the role he plays in the in the movie and how important he is. So guys, stay tuned for this face-off. We wanted to kind of bring this to the podcast, talk about these characters before everyone votes on best supporting character and kind of discuss the importance. Like I said, we didn't get to all of them. But we kind of broke down most of them. So in a few weeks after our face-off tournament, we're going to come back here, dissect the results, get into, like, kind of debate it a little bit. Like, who, like, should have been the winner? Do we agree with the winner? You know? So stay tuned for that and just kind of, like, some perspective on why we love face-off so much. Because, guys, we are so passionate about character development and character and stuff. So we love absolutely love this kind of stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We really enjoyed talking about the launch of our merch with you and our upcoming face-off tournament. And if you guys haven't already, make sure to follow us on the Instagram at dreamattractionpod. Make sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify and give us those five stars. And we'll see you next Tuesday for an all new episode. Happy dreaming.